Hello to the newbies and welcome back to the MTIs where this episode of Married to India, I'm going to be answering the question we are so often asked. How's your daughter? Did you get her moved in already? I'm Amy and supported by my husband Srino. I'm going to be your guide on this roller coaster of a journey we call life. Married across cultures, continents, and cuisines. But today's episode is a little bit different. It's raw, it's emotional, and for us, it's deeply personal. My goal today is to shed a little bit of light on what it's like to blend two worlds into one family. We'll talk about food and customs, festivities, and more, but today we've got a subject that's far from festive, but one that needs to be talked about. Now, let's just rip off the band-aid, shall we? Life isn't always about the beautiful wedding ceremonies and the vibrant festivals. Sometimes life throws a curveball at you so hard it knocks the wind out of you. Our 19-year-old daughter has left us to be with a 53-year-old man. As hard as that is to say out loud, my brain doesn't even process the fact that it's my reality. The age gap is not even the most alarming part. It's the rapid and secretive nature of their relationship that has us both in despair. The fact that my daughter was like my best friend and we talked about anything and everything And anybody who knows us knows that we're like two peas in a pod. We're simply inseparable. People know that I'm not simply a mom that pushes myself into her kids' lives, but that I am an invited guest. And today I can't feel any more that way than I already do. I wasn't the mom that was at her games because I had to be there. I was the mom that was at her games and involved in her life because she wanted me there. This is a man who also has children her own age and who has adulted 35 years longer than herself. And the situation becomes graver because when I tell you this man has groomed her since the age of 18 and mere days old, they met at her best friend's graduation party where he's invited to attend with no questions raised as to why this man was attending without his family. As a matter of fact, his his family was attending a football game for his son, just a year apart from my daughter. And the big question is, why was he there and not with his son celebrating his wins? And this is where they supposedly started this connection. We're grappling with a myriad of emotions from anger, betrayal, helplessness, but most of all, concern for our daughter's well-being. We were floored, devastated, and left asking ourselves, where did we go wrong? What did we do or what could we have done? What did I miss? There's no way to explain the fact that I was super involved in my kids' lives. I'm home. I'm there for them. I'm listening. I'm here. There's a lot of parents that aren't there. There's a lot of parents that are working nine to fives and they're just having a quick chat with their kids over dinner. They're off to bed and start their work day and school days all over again. But I'm here. As a mother, my maternal instincts are in absolute overdrive. I'm worried sick about her well-being. As a father, Srinu grapples with the sense of duty and protection alongside the feelings we both feel of helplessness and yet a a sense of responsibility. Being married to Srinu has taught 
me that family dynamics can be complex in South Asian cultures. That family is a treasure, but can also be a source of enormous pressure and expectations. It makes this situation even more fraught. Being part of a South Asian family comes with its own set of unique challenges. I don't know how to describe this any more than the fact that I've had this firsthand experience from my brides to Srinu's friends, to our friends, to people that I've met and brought into our family that have been Indian that Srinu doesn't even know, who have become kind of my culturally chosen family, if you will. There's a broader sense of community that feels so invested in your personal issues in the South Asian families that yet at the core, we must remember that this is about our daughter and not what people will say. For us as entrepreneurs and as people aiming to build a life around love and respect, this incident has been a reality check. It's a brutal reminder that we can plan for everything in life except the choices our children make. This is something in the Indian culture that parents take so personal that, that it's whatever our kids choose for themselves, whatever our kids do, is somehow our own personal blame when we all have minds of our own and it's up to us to use them for the good or the bad. Business challenges are one thing, but this personal crisis has reminded us that life's complexities often defy logic and reason. And in our business ventures, we faced unpredictable situations. But personal challenges like these are an entirely different playing field, reminding us that not all life's problems have straightforward solutions. We are learning to manage our emotions, as this has been well into a month now. We've consulted experts, and above all, we're struggling with how to keep the channels of communication open with our daughter. We hope she knows that our home is always her sanctuary no matter what, that her family can be her refuge, and that will never change. But our conditions remain the same. At the same time, she needs to know that our morals and our values and our boundaries of what is acceptable in our home and our hearts will not change. It is who we are and how we've raised all of our children, which we will not waver on. Our moral compass is so strong, we're not going to deviate from it. Despite the pain and the uncertainty, we want her to know that our love is unconditional, that our home is her sanctuary, no matter where life takes her. But unfortunately, in this situation, this is just not one that we can accept in our hearts, nor our home. To accept this would be as if to say, we're not the people we are. And for Srinu and I, being together for 25 years, it's just not an option. We're far from resolving this situation, but we believe in sharing the story so that others who may be going through similar trials know that they're not alone. In the coming episodes, we'll return to our regular programming, focusing on the wonderful, weird, and wacky aspects of being married to India. But for now, let's keep this space a sanctuary for all kinds of experiences, good and bad. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this emotional journey with us. 
This is me, Amy, reminding you that even in the toughest of times, never forget to love deeply and hold on to hope. And until next time, bring it all to light because I am married to you.